one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Today we have an entitled parent story all about a gender reveal party. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, vent. My entitled mother went to extremes to ruin my childhood over one mistake. Hello fellow Redditors, I've been lurking on the subreddit for a while and I never thought I'd have a story to share here, but here I am, needing to get this off my chest. Brace yourselves because this is a wild ride involving my entitled mother who took things to a whole new level just because of one mistake I made as a child. Background, I'm now in my 20s, reflecting on a childhood that was tainted by my mother's entitled behavior. Back when I was around 10 years old, I made a mistake that kids sometimes do. I accidentally broke a vase in our living room while playing ball indoors. It was an honest mistake, but my mother's reaction was anything but reasonable. Instead of treating it as a learning opportunity or a chance to teach me about accidents, my mother unleashed a torrent of entitlement that would haunt me for years. She started berating me, calling me names, and then she did the unimaginable. She grounded me for a whopping six months. Yes, you read that right, half a year for a broken vase. But wait, it gets worse. She didn't stop at just grounding me. She went on a rampage to ensure that my life was miserable during those six months. She barred me from seeing my friends, attending any extracurricular activities, and worst of all, she confiscated anything remotely enjoyable. My books, games, and even my art supplies. It felt like a prison sentence for a mistake that any kid could have made. She would hold this mistake over my head for years to come, using it to guilt trip me and control my actions. She'd bring it up in front of family and friends, painting me as some sort of delinquent all over a simple accident. The psychological toll this took on me was immense, and I still find myself grappling with self-esteem issues because of her behavior. Looking back, it's clear that my mother's entitlement and extreme measures weren't about teaching me a lesson or correcting my behavior. It was about her need for control and dominance, even at the expense of her own child's well-being. I'm sharing this story now to remind everyone that sometimes entitled parents can take things to an extreme that has lasting effects on their children. If you're dealing with a similar situation, remember that you're not alone. Don't let their entitlement define you or your worth. And to all the parents out there, please, let's strive to teach our kids through understanding, compassion, and healthy discipline rather than resorting to extreme measures that only breed resentment. Thanks for letting me vent Reddit. Stay strong, everyone. This takes me back to when I was just a small kid in my childhood bedroom. I was clowning around with my brother, we couldn't have been older than maybe 6, and I threw a ball and it just went right through the window. I was terrified, I just dropped the drapes in front of the window, I begged my brother not to tell on me. We went that way for at least a few days before they found out, and I don't even really remember getting all that punished for it. The most impactful part for me was when my parents went to go get the replacement window I had gone with them, and the worker talking to my mom jokingly said that they'd have to put me to work to make up for the window being broken. And I think I sadly said, okay, they started laughing at me. The point is, kids are going to make mistakes, kids are going to break things. 
Like OP said, use compassion. Our next story is, my mother's toxic behavior is unbearable after my father's death. My dad died almost a month ago. He was nice, but emotionally unavailable. I'm grieving him and so is my mother. I've come to live with her for some time. My mother started her silent treatment again. I got up late so I get silent treatment. God, it's freaking exhausting to live with her again. She does this all the time. She controlled what college I go to, gives me this silent treatment when I'd go live with my boyfriend, no contact for months and then suddenly call and ask when I'm coming home to visit. I am freaking exhausted. I don't want to speak for OP, but to me, if I were in that situation, I feel like the most frustrating thing would clearly be the lack of communication. Like it's one thing if they keep going through things or if mentally they have stuff that's going on, but for them to just go silent out of the blue and just have no reason why, I definitely understand why it would eat away at you and then flip and be controlling and try to pick your life for you. No clear communication and then absolute lack of consistency is, I definitely would think it would be annoying at least to deal with, especially at a time where you're grieving and living with them. Our next story is dealing with the aftermath of my narcissist mother's unpredictable outbursts. My first post about my mother blew up, so I'm feeling confident to share another. Hello everyone, I found so much solace in this community and today I feel the need to share another chapter of my life dealing with my narcissistic mother. Buckle up, because this one is about her unpredictable outburst that left a lasting impact on my emotional well-being. Background. Growing up, my mother's behavior was anything but stable. One moment, she would shower me with praise and affection, and the next, she'd explode in a fit of rage over the smallest of things. It's been a lifelong roller coaster that has taken a toll on my mental health. One incident that still haunts me occurred when I was in high school. I'd spent hours working on a school project, pouring my heart and soul into it. I was proud of my effort and excited to show it to my mother. However, when I excitedly presented it to her, she barely glanced at it before scoffing and criticizing every detail. What followed was a verbal assault that cut deep into my self-esteem. She called me lazy, untalented, and compared me unfavorably to others. I was crushed, but what hit me hardest was how unpredictable her reactions were. One moment she was sweet, and the next she was tearing me apart. It felt like I was walking on eggshells all the time, never knowing what might trigger her next explosion. In the aftermath of that incident, I struggled with feelings of inadequacy and anxiety. It wasn't just the words she said, but the emotional whiplash that followed her mood swings. I became hyper aware of seeking validation from others and developed a fear of failure that still affects me today. Sharing this story isn't easy, but I hope it serves as a reminder that we're not alone in dealing with narcissistic parents. Their behavior leaves deep scars, and it's essential to find ways to heal and break free from their toxic grip. If you're going through something similar, know that you deserve better and that seeking support is a crucial step toward healing. To everyone in the community, thank you for being a source of strength and understanding. Let's continue to uplift and support one another on this journey to healing. I just can't imagine being in that position as a parent where your kid makes something and they're so proud of it, they want to show it to you and you just scoff at it and criticize it. It just makes me feel like they don't genuinely even truly care about being a parent. It just feels like they're dealing with this like an obligation. How do you parent without compassion at all? Our next story is Girl in Pink. I just made a post and one of the comments reminded me of an incident. One afternoon, a woman and her six-ish daughter came to my booth. The little girl was in all pink, 
pink sneakers, pants, shirt, bows in her hair. If it was today, I'm sure her hair would be pink. The girl starts looking and the mother says the immortal, these are for boys line. I always respond how she's an error and that many girls like comics and gaming cards. To her credit, she did start showing her cute kids several different girl titles. Powerpuff Girls, yuck. Betty and Veronica, yuck. I'm sure you're starting to see a pattern. So I asked this little girl the one question that the mother did not ask. What do you like? As soon as I got the words out, this little adorable girl's face went demonic. With an evil glee, she yelled out, Lady Death! The mother said, Who? I had an autographed Lady Death book on a shelf, so I showed her. She turned to her husband, who was looking in a booth next to mine, and started yelling at him. I showed him the book and he said, So? She started yelling about how the drawing was dressed, etc. He stated, You wear less than that at the beach. Of course, that was different. And I did sell the autographed book. Parents who have wildly differing perspectives on things like handling situations like this really confuse me. Because it's like, is it only as far as the identity of their kids that they disagree this much on? Because I just feel like they would naturally have a lot of disagreements, right? Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. But it's so casual, too. It's just so weird. Our next story is, Parents forced me to be successful in order to take care of my sick brother. This actually happened a long time ago. My parents have three sons and I'm the oldest. I've always been an above average student, a good boy, etc. My medium brother is a disaster. He's in jail right now. 
My youngest brother was born with a disability and he'll never be able to manage his own life. From ages 16 to 22 approximately, my parents told me that I had to take care of my little brother when they die. Now, I understand that the state will take care of him. However, today during a therapy session, I told my group why I was so scared of talking to my parents again, and the therapist told me that my parents were wrong to put such a burden on my shoulders. I've never realized that before. Edit context. I live in a country where social security granted by the state is very good. I know that when my brother grows up, he'll be taken care of by people who get paid to do so. I didn't know that as a kid. Of course, I'll still be in contact with him, call him regularly, go for walks together and stuff. That therapy session was actually part of my rehab program. I'm there because I'm unable to take care of myself. I've been diagnosed depression and alcoholism. I'm not able to take care of another person, especially a disabled person, in my condition. I've taken my brother out of the sea while he had an epileptic seizure. I've made tournaments to get money for research on his disease. I've worked as a lot of things as a volunteer in the event my parents organized for research. I've spent countless days taking care of him while my parents went camping or needed a break while my friends were doing teenage stuff. I've spent several nights at the hospital as a kid, unsure if my brother was going to survive that night. I've translated a lot of medical-related documents to French and English for sharing the research progress with other foundations around the world, all while having to graduate school or university. Longest example coming to mind, 90-page research progress summary had to be translated in less than two months. I can describe you even what are the incorrect pieces of DNA in my brother's body and the process that causes his brain to work improperly, while I have no idea about my own disease, multiple sclerosis. I've learned to type with special characters for mentally challenged people in order to teach stuff to my brother. I've battled a clown with wooden swords on a stage in a raise awareness event an event my parents took me to, only because I'm the only person in the family able to speak fluently the language the event was in. In exchange, my parents gave me no attention as a kid, because I was already the good one until I stopped getting A grades in university. There, they started pressing me until I had to leave home because my dad wouldn't allow me to have any free time. While I was away, I tried meeting my brother as many times as I could, even if it meant meeting my parents and their hurtful comments too. Some months ago, living in a big city, I called my mom and she made me want to jump into the metro railway just as the metro was approaching. After I got diagnosed depression and the doctors recommended me to go to a rehab center, my extended family and some friends helped me and supported me. However, my parents opposed that because I would be wasting two years. I'm definitely no expert. What I say shouldn't be taken as professional advice. But I do feel like sadly OP had definitely gotten stuck in this loop where they wanted validation from their parents, and admittedly the way they treated them was horrendous. And as their parents they should have given them that validation. I think it's something that probably becomes very hard to move past. But I think what goes for almost everybody is you do have to learn to love yourself and live for yourself, and not really anybody else's validation. I definitely wish OP all the best and it's great to hear that they are getting help. It's definitely not a waste of time, that's for sure. This next story is Barbie vs WWE figures. Recently I posted as to why a lot of women do not like my merchandise, cards, Pokemon, comics, action figures. As I said before, I went to a Marvel Comics sales conference in the early 90s and found out from other retailers that this is because it's boys stuff and it's stupid. 
This has been confirmed many times over the years, both in my stores and at various flea markets. There was one term that another owner gave me that I use today. It's Mad Mommy Syndrome. Here's how she described it. Yes, she. For those who have read my previous posts, I usually do not use the word mother in an incident and it's because of her. Both a mother and mommy will say no. Difference is that the mother isn't angry that her kid is looking at something. A mommy will drag the kid away. A mother will say, not today, maybe next time. And sometimes they come back later and will get something. A mommy will just walk away from her kid like he or she doesn't exist and just go off on the kid for being stupid. Another term she gave me was mommy logic. What this means is a mommy can like something that's similar in concept, dolls for example, but what the kid likes is somehow stupid. An example of this is the following. A mommy will like Frozen because of reasons, will allow the daughter to buy whatever Elsa products they want, boy will like anime, Dragon Ball Z, Yamato, Macross, and that's stupid. It isn't only the woman that does this, it can be anyone. Disney great, anime studios stupid. Back in the mid 90s, I did a flea market in Passaic County, New Jersey that was known to be a good one. I set my booth up and saw that I was across from a couple that sold Beanie Babies. This was when they were hot and women loved them. It was the worst market I ever did. Zero sales, nothing, nada, bupkis. Here is where the mommy logic kicks in. I had plenty of kids that wanted a pack of cards or a comic or two. Hard no. Then mommy went to my neighbor and spent 50 to $100 on a stuffed bunny. I overheard several kids complain about this and the mommy told their kid that what they wanted was a waste. I did hear one say that $50 for a stuffed animal was a bigger waste. Kid was about 15. Mommy yelled at the kid for being disrespectful. Kid said that she called him stupid. Now kid was going to be punished for talking back. Now to today's story. Before I begin, my goal was not to be a jerk, but to actually try to find out why the mommy acted this way. This happened a long time ago in a galaxy far away. Nah, at Marshall's Creek in the early 2000s. A family of four walked up to my stand, mother, father, boy, about 12, girl, about 8. Boy was looking at my wrestling figures. Mommy says, you have one. Boy was looking at my Kurt Angle figure. I said to him, you have an Angle figure? The kid said, no, I have Triple H. Mommy says, there's no difference. I said, I'm sure Mrs. Angle and Mrs. H would disagree. Again, there's no difference. When she said this, I noticed the daughter's bag. It was full of Barbie clothes. I said to the woman, ma'am, I have a question for you. I'm not asking this to be rude, but I really want to know, how many Barbies does your daughter have? The look of sheer confusion on her face was priceless. The father was looking at her with a, well, answer, look on his face. I then said, this is market research. I can get Barbies that tie in with what I sell. Barbie is Supergirl, Wonder Woman, even Star Trek. Her answer was a mommy answer. I would never allow my daughter to have that. Her reason was that it's just an action figure pretending to be Barbie. The father chimed in, The answer to your question is she has eight Barbies? Interesting. Then I asked, Now I'm really curious. Why is your daughter allowed to have eight identical Barbies, but your son can't have two different wrestling figures? To this day, I cannot even comprehend the mommy's response. It made zero sense and was pure gibberish, but I'll never forget what the father said. Yeah, what is freaking, he used the actual word, but I don't know what Reddit will allow, reason. 
He told me to give him each of the five different figures I had. She starts flipping out. She yelled at him, I said no, several times. He can't get them. What he said next made me feel kind of bad. If he doesn't get them, when we get home, I am throwing seven Barbies in the trash. I'm sick and tired of him not getting things because you think it's stupid and she gets what she likes because you like it. This stops now. The five figures, please. She storms away as I bag them, get the money and hand them to the kid. I ask the father, you weren't really going to throw out those Barbies, were you? He puts his hands on his daughter's shoulders and said to her, I would never do that to you. I wanted to make your mother understand something, but I won't do that. What the girl said made me feel bad. Mommy throws out his stuff. Not anymore. I know there will be those that'll say I was wrong and I can't refute that. My goal was to just find out what the logic of this was. Not to cause a fight between mother and father. And if her response wasn't insane, I would have gotten Barbies that tied in as stated above. But it was. It's definitely already one thing when the parent is so against action figures or wrestling figures or whatnot, but for her to already draw the line at two, I don't know, masculine, I suppose, of Barbies, trying to make a point that it's just too far gone for it to even be acceptable for their daughter is ridiculous. It actually takes me back to when I was a kid walking through the store with my own dad and I had loved action figures when I was a kid, so I was all about trying to find some action figures wherever we were at, and we had walked by some like dolls in a dress or something, and he said, sorry, all we can get you is one of those. And to me as a kid, I didn't really see an issue with it. I was like, okay. And I could tell that actually made my dad quite uncomfortable. He kind of chuckled and was like, no, 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 we're going to go find the action figures. He probably went out of his way to buy me an action figure just because he got so threatened by the idea that I'd be okay playing with a doll. Our next story is, my mom got mad at me because I think her jokes are annoying. I just got kicked out of her house because she thought I was being a smart butt with her. After I told her that her jokes are annoying and unfunny, she got mad at me for giving her an analogy as to why her pulling my hair isn't funny, which went something like, if I punched you in the face and then told you to relax because it's just a joke, would that be okay with you? Upon hearing that, she went ballistic and began cursing me and telling me to get the freak out of her property before she beats my butt. Half an hour passed and I'm in some parking lot waiting for her stupid butt to calm down. Ah, you gotta love little civil arguments with family. I'm not gonna lie, I have gotten into arguments that have gotten to threats of physical action, but those were very rare. Needless to say, one of the best things to experience was finally getting to live on my own away from that. Not having to constantly deal with overbearing or toxic behavior really takes a lot of stress off your shoulders. This next story is parents upset with me because of their own actions. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. My younger brother is 12 years younger than me. I've been slowly coming to realize over the last few years how much I was parentified when he was growing up and how much I did that was a lot more than standard big sister duties. As a result, my brother and I are actually very close. We're very alike and share a lot with each other. 
I was chatting to my parents today and stuff came up in conversation about my brother, and now they're upset with me because I have more details on his personal life than they do. Don't worry, I didn't break any confidences. Was just amazed at the audacity of them to not be aware of the consequences of their own actions in forcing us together when we were younger. I mean, I don't know the details of what's going on and like what came up, but I've never understood parents who make it their mission to try to like live their lives, live through their children's lives like that, where they have to know every little detail and you can't just have a normal relationship. I mean, just weirdly obsessive. I don't know if parasocial is the right term, but it feels kind of similar. This next story is gender reveal party where soon-to-be mom thinks she's entitled to a boy. I went to the worst gender reveal party with a soon-to-be mom that thinks she's entitled to a boy. I'm still shocked and so angry thinking about what her baby will have to go through. When she found out she was having a girl, she literally began sobbing. And when her boyfriend tried to comfort her, she told him not to touch her and she stormed away. When she came back, she was trying not to cry and kept saying she didn't want to think about it or else she'd cry more. She later made a remark about how there's nothing she can do because she's stuck with it now. I get if you want a boy or a girl, but if you feel that strongly about it, then you shouldn't have a public gender reveal party. Also, it's insane she's so upset she couldn't hold it together until she was in private. Also, she referred to her baby as it after finding out it's a girl. Does she hate girls that much? My hands are shaking. I feel so bad for that baby girl. God forbid that they have that kid have another later on and it does happen to be a boy. Because you already know that at least on the mother's side, she's going to be so second-handed to her, downright neglectful. And God forbid any video of that reaction still exists out there. Hopefully everybody treated that like a government secret and just erased the evidence. This next story is, for some reason, I'm last on my mom's favorites list. I'm still not sure it's the right subreddit, but it was the only one I could think of. Sorry for the wording errors, I use Google Translate for this. Well, this was brought on by a minor argument, but I feel like I really need some advice. I saw people in similar situations post on Reddit, so here I am. This is going to be a bit long, as I'll not only recount the discussion, but all the reasons behind my frustration so you have the full picture. From favoritism to money issues to my plans for the future, so sorry for reading long. We are my mother, my 14-year-old brother, my 4-year-old brother, he won't be relevant, and me, a 17-year-old woman. Despite not being as extreme as stories I've read here, I've been noticing a lot of favoritism towards my 14-year-old brother, whom I'll call Eric, for a couple of years now. Buying shoes? He breaks many pairs and she'll always buy him new ones with his money. I have five pairs that I take great care of. Three of them were bought by my mom's boyfriend during two Christmases. The other two were bought by me. Clothes? Eric will have it from time to time. I earn money so I can buy mine. I would have to save a lot to buy it since with my current job, I hardly earn anything. They also say that I have more clothes than him, but most of mine are free since three of my four older cousins are women. Extracurricular courses? He has soccer classes. They pay for his uniforms and games. I asked for swimming lessons for a couple of months, and for Christmas, he never got anywhere. Once I pointed out that he wanted classes and my mom told me that I'm envious for pointing out that Eric already had an extracurricular course. Leaving home alone? He started years before me. I managed it by telling her that I was leaving when she was working just a few months ago. All that time without going alone because I didn't have a single friend. Eric has friends all over our neighborhood. Phone? Mom's current boyfriend gave her three. 
She sold me one and a few days later gave the other one to Eric, of the same make and model, which he broke, so she gave him the third one. In minor arguments, she's always on Eric's side. I once babysat my 4-year-old brother for months from 9am until she arrived, sometimes at 11pm. She promised to pay me and never did. Once I got fed up and I asked him. My mom told Eric that she would help me with something. He got mad at me and said that I was useless. She buys a bottle of soda for everyone from time to time. I don't like it very much, but I drink two glasses maximum. When I go to see Eric, he always drinks it all or leaves it open. He gets mad at me when I point it out, and mom ignores him and gets angry when I insist on the subject. When we had a PC, he used it in the morning and he claimed it at night. He went days without claiming it and only left it in my room at night. Then Eric told his mom that he never used the PC. She told me it was for sharing, so I told her that Eric hadn't been to get it in days and that I didn't wear it at night. Solution? I had to take it to him at night. I guess he didn't want to get up? On my birthday, we went to eat ice cream and they lasted the whole way discussing their matches. When we arrived, I felt left out and angry. The thing is that I cry when I get angry. I can't help it. Mom noticed it and threatened to send us home. That ice cream was the only thing we would make for my birthday since she gave me the choice between a family party or a gift. The gift was wireless headphones that never arrived. I suspect they didn't even get them. And a digital watch that I can't use because the phone she sold me is of low quality and can't be paired. She's talked about selling the watch. During a family reunion, she told the family that I said I didn't want a reunion on my birthday. I reminded her that she gave me a choice between a gift and a party. At home, I scold myself for making her look bad. I recently overheard Eric talking to her about how he wanted a pool ride for his birthday. Regarding money, I've been doing manual labor for years and selling online. I earn in a month what she earns in a week. In perspective, an ice cream is a day's work. Since I do, she expects me to pay for any non-vital expenses. I guess it's fair, so I asked him to help me get my first real job and have enough income. In my country, you can't get a legal job as a minor without permission from your parents. And if you get a non-legal job, I would need assistance for a good resume and to be considerate, so I couldn't get one myself. She said I'm not starving, I have a roof over my head, so I don't need a job. Okay. Then she talks in front of other people about how she worked at 16, and I have to remind her that if I want to do it, she doesn't want me to do it. Maybe I could save the money I have, right? Well, every time she finds out that I have some money in my account, she tries to borrow it from me. She swears that she'll pay me back, but about three years ago when I started my small business and I made a big profit, she asked me to borrow the money. That amount was equivalent to days and days of hard work. I swear to pay it back. And my innocent self believed her. I already gave up that money to be lost. It was for the veterinary expense of a dog that's no longer with us. They consigned my money to her account. She spent it without asking my permission and never returned it. She asked me for two items that I never paid for. She asked me for emergency money and never paid. She did the thing about promising to pay me to take care of my little brother. She never did. More recently, I gave her money to bring me some materials since I was running against the clock on an important order. She said that the store was closed and she spent my money. She gets angry every time I ask her. Yesterday, she tried to ask me for a favor related to money. I asked her what she had spent without my authorization. She got angry and replied that it was incredible how she could count on everyone except me. 
Every time I go out with her, she tries to get me to spend something for her to eat. I would love to, but every expense delays me in savings goals. She says I'm stingy. I'm not. When I get a real job at 18, I plan to treat her and my grandparents to dinner on my second salary. But right now, I need to save as much as I can, even if it means giving up any non-vital things she decides she should buy me myself. Now, at 14, I dropped out of school for mental health reasons related to my father. I'm not going to explain it here in case she were to see him. Letting her know about my thoughts at the time would not benefit either of us. I can only say that my grades dropped from failing three subjects occasionally to being the worst grade in my class. The day my teacher told me I'd failed, I didn't go back and stop talking to anyone there. Shortly after, I tried virtual school and I was doing very well, but she stopped paying for it and I couldn't continue. Due to what I've explained regarding my expenses, I cannot afford a private school and I'm of legal age for public ones. It doesn't mean that I've completely abandoned the idea of studying, and this brings us to my main reason for saving and plans to future. Although I'm currently trying to save up for a better cage for my pet rats, because it's my responsibility for them to live full lives, after that I plan to save as much as I can until the end of the year for an option I recently discovered. In my country, there's a very important exam that you take when you finish school. With the score, you can enter the university and if it's good enough, a university scholarship. I recently discovered that there was an option to get the baccalaureate. I don't know the term in the United States, but it's to finish school before going to university. But you have to be of legal age to take it this way. So, my plan is to save until the end of the year and pay for a special course to get the best possible grade on that exam in August next year with the hope of getting a scholarship. That scholarship will be my insurance. Then when I get a real job and pay for a new course to pass the exam at the biggest university in my country and the best in the area I want to study. This university is not guided by the first exam score and their exam is also much worse than the first one. If everything goes well, I would be studying veterinary medicine in August 2025. If I'm not accepted at that university, I would have the first exam score as a second option. It may sound idealistic, but I'm really determined to make it. I don't know anyone who's gone to college and my family couldn't afford it, so she needed that big public college or scholarship. Regarding education, Eric also dropped out for half a year. Mom enrolled him in a school where he spends two years in one. Good for him. Sometimes mocking that, he'll soon reach the course in which I stayed. Sorry for taking too long, I just wanted you to understand my frustration. Now we come back to the reason why I made this post in the first place the straw that broke the camel's back. In our house, there are two televisions, a flat screen with internet in mom's room that her boyfriend gave her for my little brother, and an older one for Eric. I don't know if she has a cable signal, I hardly watch series or movies, but I watch a Twitch stream every day from a streamer that I really like while I order from my small businesses. The background noise helps me. My phone, which she sold me, is very low-end, it overheats and drops battery abruptly when I'm on Twitch, so I like to watch live streams on TV. Eric's been watching TV on the flat screen every day for about a month when he gets up, checking with the time when my streamer starts live. It didn't bother me because that streamer took 15 days of vacation, but when he came back, I tried to tell him that if he could leave the TV at 11 so I could watch it, he leaves for his school at 12, he said he was watching and got angry when I asked him later if he'd already vacated it. Sometimes he would hear the TV off and when he asked her, it would turn on again. 
He reluctantly let me know when he left, and I missed all the just chatting, which is my favorite part. I tried for weeks to get up before him to watch TV, but he always got there first. Today I got up at 8 while Eric was sleeping, and I asked my mom if she was going to work. I can only watch TV in the morning when she leaves, since when she's at home it's her or my little brother that uses it, and she told me no, so I went back to my room. Once my brother woke up, she confirmed that she was actually going to work and he was in the store, so I took my things from work and told my mom that I would watch TV. She said that Eric was going to watch TV. I replied that it wouldn't bother him not to see TV today. She told me several times that Eric would come to fight me, and I explained to her Eric uses the TV every time she's not there, and that I'd been trying to get there for weeks before. For some reason, she told me that she was a liar. When Eric arrived, he reluctantly stood by the door, and my mom came in to tell me that I could watch TV from 11, when my live will start, and let Eric watch until then. I explained to him that I'd tried this before, and he refused. In addition to repeating that it would not kill him not to watch television for a day, Eric almost yelled that he gave it to me at 12, and I replied that I didn't want to miss an hour live and what was the problem with me watching television one day and never seeing anything. My mom kept saying to let him watch until 11, and angry I told them why does it always have to be what Eric wanted? He watches TV every day and I got there early today so I'll see TV today. They said that I was trying to make it what I wanted, and after that he went to work. It may seem a bit petty, but I put up a recording from a previous live that I missed, and I'm currently watching it until I start my live. I would have no problem letting him watch if he would let me watch TV at 11, but he never does, and I had to resort to waiting hours. It wouldn't bother me if they used the TV at any time if I could watch a couple hours after 11. We'd had an argument on TV before. I arrived when the room was empty and I put on a stream. Eric came two minutes later to say that he was watching before and he took off the control to put something on. I tried to write to mom since arguing with Eric is talking to a wall. She told me to stop fighting. Out of anger, I turned off the TV with an app on my phone and I told my mom. It was only once. When she arrived, Eric managed to strand the screen and he blamed me. She told me that she'll fix what I did. It was just plugging and unplugging, but I got really mad. I feel that every time something happens, even if it's minimal, I'm always left aside for what he wants and more and more, I have the thought that my mother really does not love me as much as my brothers. Do you have any advice for me? I really want to confront her, but I cry when I'm angry and she always makes fun of me for being sensitive. I don't want to cry during that argument and be dismissed immediately. Anything you can tell me, anything I can tell her so she understands how I feel will help me. I don't want to end up fighting with her. I love her within everything, and I just need her to understand that I'm supposed to be as important as my brothers, that I'm not a wallet that I can take every time I want, that I earn the minimum amount of money doesn't mean that I stop being her underage daughter, that not wanting to lend because she's stolen money from me before is not being against her. In anticipation of potential questions, moving at 18 would ruin my plan to graduate, so it's not an option at this time. What about my dad? If they think my mom is bad, they don't want to hear from him. Maybe I'll do a post about it in the future. He's not and never will be an option. I've been out of touch for a long time. Two years. Relatives? We live in my grandparents' house, who are the closest. My mom is my cousin's favorite aunt, so talking about it with them would ruin things even more. Aunts or uncles? All my paternal family have no contact. I'm not close to any of my maternal aunts, so I don't think I received any help. 
Thanks for listening. I'll try to answer comments. Be nice to me. I previously posted on Am I the Jerk about her not letting me get a job and maybe I wrote it wrong or there weren't enough characters because many thought I was a spoiled child and someone even told me I was a failure for not finishing school before. I mean, it seems pretty obvious to me that there is blatant favoritism going on. I would just say, honestly, it might be a situation where you have to keep your head down and keep grinding towards the goals you've set and realized and understand that you might not be able to turn them around and get them on your side. Sometimes you might have to play along, maybe pretend that it doesn't bother you. I don't mean like give in to their demands, definitely don't lend them money that they just steal, but definitely look out for yourself and just keep working towards that independence and that future you want. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy XL entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.